Okay, we're on the record now. Okay. okay. We've got to stop using those kind of language. <laughs> Roll the music. Oh, yeah, watch our mouths, yes. Swear jar. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone. This is the show that sounds funny. Uh, and today is, what is today? July the 13th, uh, episode 37. Wow. Hmm. And I am uh, your host, Keith, and joined with me is host Terry. I'm Jill. Yeah, we are two blind brothers and a blind sister who tell it the way we see it. And uh, we like to start out with a little segment called What's New? Does anyone have a question? It could, could be anything, any kind of old random thing. An old okay. story. Or new you story. guys got something? I got to think about this. <laughs> got to think about this. Nothing happened over the weekend. Uh, well, there's no. my daughter was here for the whole week. There's so many things that happened. I got to figure out which one. You got to filter. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it is a kind of a watch new, reading, watching, doing. I've been reading a book called How We Became the Brady Bunch. Oh. Uh, it's all about the Brady Bunch. <laughs> Is it like how they pick each character? Like the it, it it does some of that. It talks a little bit about uh, the casting. Uh, it talks a little bit about some of the behind the scenes drama of filming it. Uh, it talks about you know the concept behind how it even got started, and uh, of course, it ran for five seasons, and. Uh, Seems like it's on forever. It, it took on a whole new life in syndication, and it's been on pretty much nonstop. But according to the statistics in the book, each episode has aired no less than one hundred thousand times. Wow! It was a hundred and seventeen episode series for wow. the five years. So it's it's ran a lot, but you, and you would think the cast members would be rolling in the royalties, but at the time, even though they did allow the actors to get a piece of the syndication pie. They could only get money from the first, uh, I think, hundred episodes. Hmm. And then they would lose syndication. But it also covered, uh, you know, some of the, the reboots. Like, did you know they had a variety Brady show? <laughs> What's, what do you mean? You know how Donnie and Marie Osmond had the variety show and they would sing oh, and have sketches and guest stars. You know, the, the Brady kids, I don't know if I think it was all of them, but might have been, had a had a uh, variety show and they would sing songs, have guest stars, they would do sketches. Huh. Uh, it didn't no, last. I Apparently, it wasn't very good because the- <laughs> it, it didn't us- last the season, I don't think, Harvey. I don't. I totally do not remember it. I remember. I remember the episodes though when they they did like the you know like when the Partridge Family came out around the same time. So they all started singing. They did an episode on the show. Well, and they talked about that. The Partridge Family actually had a time slot on ABC right after the Brady Bunch. So they were back to back on ABC 
back in the day. Probably uh, followed by the monkeys. <laughs> no, the, the monkeys at that time were a Saturday morning uh, cartoon or t- TV show. Uh, but the, they mentioned, of course, that the whole premise of the Partridge family was they're a singing family and it actually had hit songs, hit albums, right. uh, top on the charts of the ratings of TV. And only two people in the Partridge family actually sang, and that was David Cassidy and his mom, Shirley Jones. Jones. Whereas on the Brady Bunch, they were always kind of at the bottom rungs of the ratings. Uh, the, they had a whole different writing <laughs> approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, it, but they all did their own singing. The kids did their own singing and their own dancing. So I wonder on the Partridge family, did they just lip lip sync it or did they? Well, when you do, when you tape a TV show, that's exactly what you do. When when it's on the TV, they're just lip syncing. Uh, But whenever they would actually go on tour and record albums, it was always uh, David Cassidy and Shirley Jones. But they had, they, they, could they, also, they go on tours. They could learn. I mean, just like that's how the monkeys was when the monkeys started. None of them knew how to play an instrument at all. They well, learned. I, I think oh. Peter Tork might have had some musical background, but the rest of them did not. Davy Jones was a singer. I think uh, Mickey was a singer. But none did of you read the monkeys book, Terry? <laughs> oh yeah, I read that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they. They were not. They were. They were more so hired for acting. It was just going to be acting. Uh, but yeah, it, it was interesting. There were some parallels between Partridge Family, Brady Bunch. They never really did have a, a rival per se, where they were trash talking each other. In fact, they hardly ever saw each other. Uh, they were in different studios and stuff. I have a. They actually admired each other's TV shows, or whatever. I, I have funny, I guess it's funny, I don't know. It's funny to, to probably me, but it's not <laughs> to my wife. But <laughs> tell we had our, tell grand, our grandsons came over, and uh, their mom came over to fill out some papers and stuff for us. And, uh, and um, the boys come in, and they've got handfuls, I guess, of frogs. Wow. <laughs> Which caused them free in the scream. pool. They, they got they were down in the window well. They jumped down in my window wells in the front and started collecting up all these frogs that were apparently down in there. Add them to our frog collection. They wanted to, they wanted to save them by taking them out of the window well and bringing them in my house. And so she's screaming and screaming and telling them, get them out, get them, get them out of my house. Yeah. So they went outside, they come back in. A day or two later, they come back over to the house. And they go, oh, wait a minute. And she's like, what? And she go, oh, here's one of them frogs that's been they're still jumping around in our house. <laughs> a couple frogs got loose from them, apparently. Wow. That freaked her out even more because we yeah. have frogs. We didn't see them. They're out there jumping around in the house. I don't know if how big they were. Hmm. Oh, they had they were in a bowl. That's funny. Yeah. I kind of have a story like that. One of my little granddaughters was over catching lightning bugs. And so yeah. we give her this plastic jar to put them in, and she's collecting a whole bunch. And then she came in the house to show everybody her lightning bugs. <laughs> and she yeah. wanted to take the lid off the jar. And so, yeah, I had lightning bugs flying in my house for a couple of days. I'm hoping they've all died off by now. You don't need a nightlight, do you? No, not now. 
years ago, my grandson did that. We we let him do it. You know, brought him in, in the house. Yeah. Well, it wasn't my idea. I didn't. <laughs> They're 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 okay. I like lightning bugs, but if you handle them, they you know what I say. Do have a, a certain smell about them. If you squish them, yeah. <laughs> stinky. They, they they can be kind of stinky. They're not like stink bugs, but they do have a, a kind of an unpleasant uh, stink if you're running too much. So. Yeah, but that was my quick short story. Although I could tell this other one is really short too. We was at Walmart one day and my husband pulls out of the parking spot and I didn't know on your dash there's some kind of a light or something that says, caution, your truck is not in park. And he's like, no kidding. I'm trying to back out of the parking spot. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I didn't know there was some kind of a warning on vehicles to let you know your vehicle is not in park. Yeah. They say all kinds of bells and whistles on them these days, huh? Yeah. He's like, that's kind of funny that it says that since he put it in reverse to back up out of the spot we were leaving. But either they're trying to to uh, protect you against yourself, or they just think you're stupid. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure which. <laughs> yeah. But I thought that was kind of unusual. That's certainly extraordinary. I guess it could come in handy, but yeah. Hey, uh, let's uh, move on along to our July holidays. Happy holiday. May the calendar keep bringing happy holidays to Which we have uh, July 13th is today, Tuesday. So probably no one's listening to us today because it won't be tomorrow before I release this. But it is Cow Appreciation Day. (laughs) If you have a cow in your life, you can appreciate it. I like my cows at A1. Put some A1 on my cows. Well done. It is Embrace Your Geekness. So if you're a geek out there... You can embrace your geek day with National French Friday. I heard that one on the news today. It was National French Friday. Ah, so there's there's our today's holidays. Uh, moving on to July 14th, Wednesday. It is Bastille Day, which I don't know what that is. I've heard of it. It has to do with arts and entertainment. Mm. It is also Mac and Cheese Day. Mm. Uh oh, here you go. National Nude Day. Uh oh, eat yes. your macaroni and cheese in the nude. In the nude, <laughs> yes. I, I didn't say nude with a D in there. But hey, it gets better. It's also National Tape Measure Day. <laughs> so while you're in the nude, you, you can, can measure, measure all kinds of body parts. <laughs> I know, but hey, it gets even better. Pandemonium Day. Ah! <laughs> because maybe you don't want to measure something <laughs> while you're in the nude eating macaroni and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on to the next day, July 15th, Thursday, National Clean Beauty Day. I guess as opposed to Dirty Beauty Day. Uh, it's National Give Something Away Day. I guess that would go hand-in-hand hand with uh, Clean Beauty Day. 
National Gummy Worm Day. Mm. National Pet Fire Safety Day. I think it means National Pet, comma, Fire Safety Day, not Pet Fire. Catch your pet on fire today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting tired of you, Pat. I'm going to light you on fire. This this tail's a fuse, right? Yeah. Yeah, don't do that. That'll be some mean. <laughs> but teach your pets about how to set the fire alarm or where the fire extinguisher's at. Fire safety, dog. This is how you get out of the house if it's on fire. Put on the fire uh, fire escape stairs. Uh, July 16th, Friday, is Guru Purnima Day. It's a religious holiday of some kind it is also national cherry day hmm. national corn fritter day so we got some food to eat there while you're doing your religious thing yeah july 17th saturday national lottery day terry <laughs> this, this Buy your tickets yeah it's also a National Tattoo Day, a World Emoji Day, Yellow Pig Day. Yellow Pig? I guess so, <laughs> as opposed to Purple Pig, I don't know. <laughs> Usually they're pink or some shade of brown, or spotted yeah. or mottled or something. Yeah, I never knew they were yellow. That's different. Those are the cowardly pigs, I guess. Ah, you yellow belly pig. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sunday, July 18th, Day of Arafa, another religious holiday. Um, National Caviar Day. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it gets better. It's also National Ice Cream Day. Yeah, I'd rather have ice cream than caviar. Yeah, you eat the ice cream to wash a taste of caviar out of your mouth. <laughs> but if, if it's anything like green peppers, you'll still be burping it all day long. <laughs> I don't want, don't, don't have never had caviar, don't want to try it, have no desire to do so. Mm-mm. It can't be as good as people say it is. You wouldn't think so. Uh, it is Nelson Mandela Day, World Listening Day. Huh? That's all on Sunday. <laughs> what? I wasn't listening. What? What? <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> yeah, wrapping this up July 19th on Monday is, wow, another weird holiday. Al Adha is a religious holiday. At least it ain't Al Gore. <laughs> National Daiquiri Day. Ooh, I like daiquiris. And that wraps up our holidays of the week. You know, I wonder if we should read next Tuesdays and go from Tuesday to Tuesday. Because that way for us, I mean, we're listening, to doing this live on Tuesday, but people don't listen to it till after the holiday is over. Yeah. Do you want to sneak in next Tuesday's holiday? Go for it. Maybe we'll start doing that. Yeah. So next Tuesday, because you can't listen to us live while recording, you can enjoy National Lollipop Day. Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. Everything that's wonderful is what I feel when we're together. Right.
National Moon Day. It says special interest. It doesn't say space. So I'm guessing maybe keep your pants up (laughs) on National Moon Day. Uh, Appreciate your plumber or something. But anyway, there's only those, those two. So we can... No mooning that day now. Keep like you said, keep your pants up. (laughs) Make sure you wear good suspenders on that day. Well, that's our holidays. So I guess it's time to roll over to our news segment. I know we got lots of stuff to talk about this week. Who wants to go first? I bet Terry does. He always has lots of stories. I gotta find my new here we go. I'm gonna start up. What's an older one? This was from a. There's a. In a, a world's record, world's tallest hotel. Um, there was a. The record was currently in Dubai, where the hotel was a thousand, eleven hundred and seventy, three stories tall. This is build the world's tallest, but in China they're building one in Shanghai. That is two thousand and three hmm. feet tall. Now, in China, where people are shorter, do they really need a taller hotel? <laughs> <laughs> they can just make a regular size hotel, right? <laughs> and you can. That has a. It, it's probably not going to take the actual record. The building is going to be the tallest, but as far as the tallest hotel, not likely because. And the Shanghai one being built, 165 rooms or hotel rooms, not all of them. And so, therefore, it's not the, going to be well, the We world. have like a lot of business space and offices and maybe stores right. or something. Yeah. You can you can rent a room for the cheapest room is 500 bucks a night. Wow. On the top floor, no elevators. That's why it's so cheap. <laughs> $10,000 for a suite up at the top, you know, Nothing. per night. It's like holy cow! Yeah, wow, really? And so, hopefully, they won't get a tornado count or anything. You're already sucked up to the top of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it that's my first news story. Taking top crazy. of hotel off of it. Well, I have one um, anonymous customer leaves a restaurant the tip for sixteen thousand dollars. Wow. Apparently, in a place called London Dairy in uh, New Hampshire, I think what NH was, uh, a customer ordered a couple of chili dogs, uh, chips, and a drink, and he left a big tip. $16,000. The staff didn't notice it at first. Uh, The owner... um, said to a local TV station, uh, the tab was only $37 and some change. Uh, <laughs> it was <laughs> on the credit card statement, and he said three times, don't spend it all in one place. <laughs> don't spend it all in one place. <laughs> and the one staffer flipped it over and looked, and she's like, oh my gosh, are you serious? <laughs> and he says, I want you to have it. You guys work hard. 
chips. So, you know, just wow. hot dogs and chips. 37 bucks. He must have some extra to drink there or something. I don't know. Right. That so, sounds like a lot. But if it's, it's in a still one of expensive fancy for a hot dog, well, <laughs> it, was, it was chili dogs. So, I guess uh, that's, in New Hampshire, that must be imported, you know, from, you know, south, <laughs> south of the border. You know. That's like trying to get that fresh clam chowder here. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was, he's, he really let him have it, and hmm. uh, he wished to remain anonymous because hey, hey, there was that guy. He tipped that lady. Hey, I, I'm your waiter this tonight. No, I am. No, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody uh, would want to take but, care of that uh, guy. Get a tip like the, that. The wait, waitress and the uh, restaurant owner decided that they would split it with all the restaurant staff, which means. Uh, even the cook and the bus boys got a, a little bit of it too. Well, that's good. It's nice to share the wealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my first story is about a lizard. It's a four foot monitor lizard. And it got its head stuck in a toilet. And I'm thinking, how in the world could it get its head stuck in a toilet? It but thought it was Winnie and or Tigger. He's looking for Winnie the Pooh. But come to find out, this happened in India. So I'm assuming maybe their toilets are a little different than what we have here in the United States. Because uh, yeah, I didn't think it'd be able to get its head stuck in ours. But the article said that the family called the reptile rescue team, which is kind of funny that they even have something called that. And they told them to open the window. Maybe it would crawl out the window. Evidently, it didn't want to go out the window. It wanted to go down in the toilet. <laughs> oh, wow. But, yeah, it didn't have a whole lot of other information got his head stuck it. in it. Now, I think I'd mentioned on this podcast early on, uh, we have grandkids, of course, living in the house. And surprisingly, they're all downstairs and keeping quiet for me today. But the the youngest grandson early on, for some reason or other, decided that he wanted to look into the toilet bowl and he ended up getting his head stuck in the seat when he couldn't get <laughs> <laughs> grandma had to help him he slammed shut on him well no no he he was standing up but he decided i'm gonna put my head in there and get a close-up view of the water or something <laughs> yeah, hmm. kids yeah yeah that's kind of strange Modern was... lizards sheesh <laughs> yeah if my head was my, that close, I would be thrown up, but <laughs> my next story is about an Idaho man, not David Rush. <laughs> Dave Massey put a camera. Well, he had it aimed to his backyard. He wanted to catch some life, uh, hopefully, shooting some potentially uh, bizarre. Um, wildlife action and he had put of course a plastic kiddie pool in the backyard where he was filming and along came a big black bear (laughs) 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 and he has video footage of a big black bear coming into the yard getting into the kiddie pool and trying to put as much of its body under the water as it could (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> rolled around in the water, splashing around in the water, you know, for hours, just having fun, just chilling out and relaxing. And the bear just got up and 
took off. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. <laughs> he just wanted to be a kid for the day. <laughs> he was hoping that he'd capture something, you know, like some deers or something, coming up and taking a drink. But no, yeah, could be big old black bear <laughs> <laughs> looking for moose, looking for deers, looking for alligators. Yeah, maybe the will find. It could have been one of those swimming pools that had the little fish on the inside of it painted. You probably oh. get, was trying to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep keep some salmon out there in your pool. That's the way to do it. <laughs> well, I, I I I have a story. I don't know if I want to really want to get into it. The headlines says it all. Something like forty thousand uh, cows are on the loose again in somewhere California <laughs> once again. Uh, trying to escape from a slaughterhouse. Uh, I think they caught a bunch of them. But I think there was still someone to lose. Uh, just want to mention that because we've had a lot of escaped cow stories this summer. Yeah, they must watch the news and they, hey, they did it. We're going to try that too. <laughs> We're going to have a chill break. Come on, guys. Who's with me? Yeah. Uh, but what I do want to mention is that a South Bend police officer Rescues a kitten from rush hour traffic. And apparently, of course, in South Bend, a police officer was driving about 5 p.m. when a gray kitten ran in front of his cruiser. He got out, tried to help the kitten, but it ran up under his vehicle. After trying unsuccessfully, to call out the cat, here, kitty, 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 kitty. He <laughs> tried to get out with a stick, and it jumped up inside the wheel well. <laughs> a photographer with a safe. newspaper was driving by and saw the police officer and his rescue efforts. And bystanders soon stopped to help, and the cat finally emerged. Uh, they corralled it. The cop wrapped the kitten in a towel put him in the back seat and drove off. I, I, I assume to take him to safety and not to jail. <laughs> oh, they're going to get the mug shots of that cat. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Story George. Yeah, I got one more. It's about the world's tallest sandcastle. It was built in Denmark by 30 different people. I don't know why they would want to, I guess just to break the record, I don't know why they would want to build something that tall, but it was 69 and a half feet tall. Huh. Let me see if it says feet or meters. I'm not sure. Did it it is feet. Yeah, because meters, that'd be pretty tall. Feet. <laughs> okay. feet. Yeah, it was feet. But yeah, all these artists, they came together. It wasn't just sand that was sand and clay. I guess that makes it hold better, but that sounds like they're cheating to me. Right. Well, if it was in Denmark, how close is that to the ocean? Because that's where you typically build a sandcastle at. Right. I don't know. It doesn't say like if they built it, because, you know, they, they can haul it in sand if they were doing it like in a mall or something for display or yeah. tourism attraction. And they did it on the beach. It seemed like the waves would come in and knock it down. I don't know. Yeah. I, I know they do have competitions where they build sandcastles on the beach which typically they end up being a lot of sculptures as well as castles, but they usually have a time limit because like I said, here comes the tide and there yeah. goes your contest. 
Well, they beat yeah, the world record. I think in, along with that story, it said in Germany, they held the last record, you know, and that's not by the ocean at all, but it's the same sculpture, you know. Huh. I didn't catch that part, but I didn't read. I thought I read the whole thing, but maybe I didn't. They also sprayed it down with a glue so it would keep over the winter. <laughs> so hmm. See, that's argument. cheating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I have a, a story that I was going to do after Keith because his was a little kitty cat that was trapped in there. I got another animal story. Uh, this one here is in Montana, some visitors to a lake uh, ran across a skunk with its head stuck in a pickle jar. <laughs> and they, they saw this poor little skunk What's his name? Uh, Not Peppy Le Pew, is it? <laughs> or, or Flower? Peppy Le Pickle. Peppy Le Pickle. <laughs> Bob Wilson was visiting Flathead Lake in Montana, and they saw a skunk attempting to free its head from a glass pickle jar. It was tapping it up against a tree and stuff. Their thing, smack, smack, smack. <laughs> <laughs> so they found a, a box... And they they uh, took a box and put it over the skunk's body to and then you know held the box over the skunk and uh, was able to spray him. I guess that was what my thought was was maybe the cardboard would act as an insulator in case it sprayed filter or something. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. and they got the jar off of the skunk and there's no damage, you know, et cetera, and. Uh, they left, lifted the box and took off. <laughs> and it sprayed wow. them as it went. <laughs> they were able to walk away without being sprayed. That was very yeah. lucky. You'd think yeah. it would have sprayed them. Right. It's like, well, maybe, you know, maybe, it, no, maybe they skunked up, snuck up on it. <laughs> Put the box Could- over it. Maybe it was too busy trying to free itself. I didn't know. Because a lot of times they spray because they're it's a They're afraid. Right. Yeah. It's a but in, with a head in a jar, it seemed like it could have been getting kind of tired because it would be running out of oxygen. Could be. Right. So it's maybe like, it was kind of calm. Busted that jar. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> Let me help yeah. you, little skunk. Yes, little stinker. <laughs> All right. So, well, I, I, I didn't know I wrote this down, but I have yet another story. Where it says, holy cow, not again. More bovines <laughs> escape in a West Virginia town. Wow. Um, yet another instance of cows getting loose on a U.S. community. This time, a cattle hauling truck turned over and all the cows ran away. The driver was pinned inside the truck and had to be rescued, I guess, with the jaws of life. But all the cows got out. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably just over in the field grazing, waiting. <laughs> yeah, I, again, I think they caught pretty much all of them. I think there might be a few still out there roaming around. But, crazy yeah. cows in the world today. But it, it marks at least the third time when cows have gotten loose. Uh, the, including a second time and somewhere else in West Virginia. So I'm telling you, this, this is the last year was the year of COVID and riding in the cities. 
this year COVID's you know pretty much being defeated, but the cows are just going mad. <laughs> mad cow disease. <laughs> I don't have any more stories. So if you, you guys remember, done... remember back in the day, there's a TV show called Chips on TV. <laughs> it's California Highway Patrol. Well, in California, the California Highway Patrol pulled over a man in his car because he had a satellite dish on the hood (laughs) mounted on the hood of his car, driving down the highway. They pulled him over and asked, you know, you know, why do you have trying to get satellite TV in your car, satellite radio, you know, better radio reception. He was just supporting it. And they said, does it, does it interfere with your uh, v- vision? You know, your what's line of sight. Yeah. Right. Your, uh, oh, what's the word? That, you know, Visibility. Does it affect your day? He said, it uh, only blocks my view when I make right turns. <laughs> hey, whatever. So they, they gave him a ticket and sent him on his way. <laughs> yeah, no right turns, wow. then, mister. <laughs> yeah. Turn to the left. You know, then Chips was on in the what seventies, seventies and eighties or so. So that was like in the early days of cell phones. So yeah, I guess that's how you had to do it. <laughs> cell phone reception. Yeah. Did he say why he had it up there? No, he never did. did the article say, say? No. Like I say he was just transporting it or something. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it was mounted. They said it was mounted, so I don't know if it's. Hmm. Let's some bolts or if it was just tied down or something, or maybe he just thought it looked cool. Yeah, so it's a hood ornament. <laughs> At least it I, wasn't. I, thought I had another here. story written down. Uh, I'll just mention it, honorable mention, but not too long ago, a family was on vacation, I think in Colorado, and they were going down a river and they saw a horse that was drowning. Uh, it was having trouble in the water. At times, all I could see was like its teeth above the water, like I guess wow. nose and teeth. So they managed to, and their I guess rubber raft or canoe, uh, find a shallow spot, and they they uh, coaxed the horse into the shallows and, and helped it get out of the water. They never knew who who owned the horse, but they've gone down that road again, or, or and they've seen the horse. Hey, let's stop and talk to the horse, and the horse turns over and talks to them. So they, they recognize each other, but they don't know who owns it. They just help rescue it from the. And maybe the he's a, a stray or whatever, wild horse, whatever you'd call him. Wild stallion. Yeah. Like Bill and Ted. <laughs> but since they saved his life, he will remember them forever. It looks in, like. In Colorado, mm-hmm. Parks and oh. Wildlife officials are on the lookout for a bear, a black bear of all things. Oh, he's in that guy's pool. This has got a bucket stuck on his head. They're trying to find this bear. They've seen it on video surveillance footage. And so they're trying to follow, capture this bear, follow this bear, find this bear. There's a bear on on the lookout. (laughs) Look out for the bear because he can't look out if he had that bucket on his head. On the footage, it's it's stuck on his head, but he's still able to. They've seen that he's still able to eat and drink, so it's not a problem yet. They'll probably find him dead in somebody else's pool with a bucket on his head. <laughs> I don't know, but 
It's well, I'm going to hide to eat and drink with a bucket on his head. Well, <laughs> that's drinking would be too hard, but... Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, I have a couple more, but that's enough, I guess, right there for me. Avon Calling. Take time out for beauty when Avon comes calling. Use Avon Cosmetics and you'll be enthralling for a pleasure-filled break in your daily routine. It's time to take time out for beauty. Avon Calling. I am Terry Hogan Helsley, your friendly Avon lady. If you need something, we more than likely have it. Everything will be delivered to your house. So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com front slash T Hogan Helsley. That is front slash T H O G A N. H-E-L-T-S-L-E-Y. Thank you. All right. Well, got Jill's words and stuff. Yeah, it's time to move on to Jill's words. I guess we're doing okay on time for now. The quiz kids, bright, lovable youngsters, ready for another difficult examination in the schoolroom of the air. Yeah. The first word is... Lyra poop. L I R R I P O O P. Lyra poop. Lyra poop. Just when you take a, a lariat and you and you uh, rustle up some poop so you can brand it and put it back in the herd. Or you pronounce that right? It could be liar poop. Or you lie about poop. <laughs> I'm lying. I didn't poop. <laughs> You're lying about how big the poop was, and it wasn't me who who clogged it this time. <laughs> um. Well, the answer to this word is a silly person. So you're both a liar poop. <laughs> uh, we're both leer poops. <laughs> we try to be anyway. We're we're trying to be leer poops. Let's put that on our tagline there. <laughs> this so, next word two is blind kind of leer poops. <laughs> okay, our next word is Anichapuchi. Pudgy, maybe. It was O N Y C H O P H A G Y. Anichapuchi. Something. I, I don't know. Anichapuchi. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Uh, yeah. It's um has to do with people who snitch on people. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, that's that is I, I can't figure that one out. <laughs> the study of something has to do with itchy well, people. Somebody who studies. <laughs> it's itchy it pygmies. <laughs> animal, vegetable, or mineral. <laughs> It's the habit of biting your nails. Oh man, a nail biter. That's mm. what I was gonna say, but I didn't. I was gonna say it's dun, a dun, real dun. nail biter. It's a real nail biter. She could be throwing his hints, you know, <laughs> like that. It's a real nail biter. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Okay, number three. The next word is gaberlancy. G A B E R. L U N C I E 
Berlinsky. Yeah, Berlinsky. Get Berlinsky. Wow. Somebody, somebody who talks, who talks a, lot. a lot. Somebody <laughs> talks a lot who's a lunatic. You guys are going to say the same thing. That's funny. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, word, yeah. I guess you could talk a lot if you want to hear the answer. The word yeah, means a beggar. So well, if you're begging, you may talk a lot to try to get people to give you money. Yeah. Hmm. Like to donate to the Madison County Association of the Blind. <laughs> hey, you're a gappy. However, we said that. Yeah. <laughs> One of those things. Okay, nope. I'm not going to spell this next word because it's hocus oh, pocus. Well, how did you say hocus? Hocus pocus, and I always thought it was a magic word. It's a magic not- word. Yeah. yeah, it actually comes from some kind of a Catholic uh, something, a ritual or something. I want to say from communion, but I don't know exactly. So I'm not Catholic. Focus and focus. Focus, focus. Don't lose focus. Let me think. We focus. <laughs> yeah, it, it's 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 not it's a Latin word, but it's kind of like a butchered Latin word. But it has to do, I'm pretty sure, with uh, communion or something well it means deceitful is what my my thing told me so focus focus that's what they told me i don't know i don't know maybe if you're uh, deceitful you don't know i saw the movie (laughs) i don't know it's about witches i guess they're deceitful definition of hocus pocus from miriam webster's dictionary david what are you doing? I'm telling Keith and Terry what the definition of hocus pocus is. You know they never listen to you. Well, they might be right for once. David, Jill already buzzed them. It means both. One, sleight of hand. And two, nonsense or shem used especially to cloak deception. David, Jill already buzzed them. And nobody cares. Are you ready to move on now? No. Well, you really should open the door before you storm out like that. That's okay, scary. well, our next word is Harry Potter. Tripperton. V E T R I T. Wait a minute. Let me go back and start this again. V. Oh, V. Ventripperton. V E N T R I P O T. E-N. It's when Ventriloquist walks on stage and he trips on his way in. <laughs> no, that's what's inside of a chicken. You have tryptophan in a turkey <laughs> and vitrophan in a chicken. The, the tryptophan <laughs> makes you go, go to sleep. This means having a big belly. So after oh, you eat oh, your chicken and your oh, turkey, oh, you might have a big belly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, oh. Santa Claus. I am being, I'm getting my Christmas pickle ready. <laughs> <laughs> you got another five months to go. <laughs> Christmas in July. <laughs> this last word we have is Kyphorhenus. K Y P H O R. Wait, I missed part of it again, darn it. K Y. K. I know what that is. <laughs> I don't think it has to do with that, but we can assume K-Y. that. K Y is 
O-R-R-H-I-N-O-S. Kyphornix. K-Y is Kentucky Jelly. Kentucky K-O-R-N-X. That means when you wipe off the K-Y jelly. Kentucky something. It has to do with something in Kentucky. All the people in Kentucky have big noses. That's what this means. It means you have a big a bump in your nose, a big uh, nose. Uh, well, I don't know if they have big noses, but we can <laughs> we can make that claim, I guess. <laughs> and that's all our words for the week. Kind of, kind of like yeah. a bump in your nose, like I think Owen Wilson has something like that. A bump in I his don't nose. Know who he is? He's a movie star. He's yeah. a movie star, Owen Wilson. I don't know who he is. <laughs> a lot of people that might have gotten their nose broken or something. Uh, yeah. Yeah, at least that little hump on your nose doesn't <laughs> set right. Well, so now it's time for the Terry's Top Terry's 10. Top 10. Now, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we are going to present something of a more legitimate nature, something very unhokey. <laughs> or whatever yes. kind of list you have for us. <laughs> well, I think since I got this already keyed up, I got a list. I'm not going to do all of them. Let me go to my bookmark. Just cherry pick a bunch of them. I've got a list of, I've talked about it before, um, silly laws, uh, different law that's on the books, believe it or not, in each of the 50 states. So I have... Oh, I have a list. I I can zip through, and we can do as many as you, know, you guys say. Okay, that's enough. But anyway, <laughs> well, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. In Alabama, it's against the law to drive blindfolded. Oh, really? Thing. <laughs> I was going to go down there and give it a try. <laughs> And then, and then uh, let's go to number. I, I guess it kind of says someone that they have to make a law about that. <laughs> and, and number two, it is illegal to put your dog in the back of a pickup truck unless its tail is 46 inches off the ground. Huh? <laughs> wow. In Alaska, it's against the law to put your dog in the back of a truck unless its tail is 46 inches off the ground. I, I think the back of the truck itself is 46 inches off the ground. <laughs> right. well, well, from the, from the side of the pickup truck, maybe out the bed. Um, so, okay, whatever. In Arizona, number three, in Arizona, it is illegal for your donkey to sleep in a bathtub. Well, Where's my donkey going to take a bath? <laughs> or is he going to take a nap? <laughs> my donkey likes to take bubble baths so I can wash my donkey. And- the 1920s, a, a local dam broke. And so the, the guy put his donkey in the bathtub and uh, floated around and everything. So... They made a law that said, I guess it looks really silly, seeing a donkey floating around in the bathtub, that they made it a law. You can't. Wow. However, your donkey can stand in the back of the bathtub. just the can't bathtub. lay in the bathtub. In the bathtub but he can't <laughs> go to sleep in the back. 
Stay awake, donkey. You can't take a nap in there. <laughs> I've had a hard day climbing up and down the Grand Canyon. Come on. Oh. I want my bubble bath. <laughs> Where's Mr. Bubble? Kyle gone, take me away. In Arkansas, in Arkansas, it's against the law to honk your horn in front of a sandwich shop after 9 p.m. Is that a real problem? That sounds pretty specific. We need to talk to our friend Nathan, who lives in Arkansas, and see if that's really true. Yeah, I wonder how many times he honked his horn in front of a sandwich shop. Yeah. After 9 o'clock, it's illegal. Holy mackerel. Exactly. Yeah, you'll get a ticket. It's it's like feeding gremlins after midnight, only different. (laughs) If If you honk after 9 then you'll be disturbing the peace and you'll still be hungry. Number five in California, it's illegal to whistle canary before seven in the morning. Whistle, whistle? Or what? For your canary. Oh. Well, like my canary gets loose all the time. Any, or any bird. It's illegal to whistle for them before seven. But what if you're working and you need Which to whistle while you work and you have a canary down in the mine? <laughs> I, I get up early some days and the birds are whistling at four in the morning, but yeah. <laughs> you just can't whistle back at them. That's all. all right. 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 And uh, number seven, in Colorado, it's illegal to put a couch on your front porch. Oh. Hmm. I, I guess you do that instead of a porch so when you just toss your couch out there. And it, it, it goes to the, their thing is there's some college students who put their couch on the front porch and they set it on fire. And oh. They said, uh, I think that would be the key there, not setting your couch on fire <laughs> on your front porch. <laughs> but a couch on your front porch should be maybe something different. Right. <laughs> Number eight in Delaware, you can't sell dog or cat hair. Hair? Right, their hair. You know, so if you ever had the idea of like vacuuming up all your pet hair off your couch and selling it, you can't sell it in Delaware. So you guess uh. what? <laughs> so. what else? We need wigs. My dog has cancer and he's losing all his hair. I need new hair for him. Where am I going to buy it? Yeah. And number nine is in in the state of Florida. Because see, we're also going in alphabetical order. In the state of Florida, you 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 it's against the law. <clears throat> Excuse me. You have to pay for your animals' parking tickets. Yeah. Animals shouldn't be okay. driving. If, you, if your animal, if you have a guide dog and you and you take your guide dog out parking, it doesn't mean you're parking. It means the dog is <laughs> pooping in your yard. So I wonder if it means that you can't have your dog. Well, it's actually based on. There's a town in Florida where the Ringling Brothers Circus would go in the off season, and if your elephants and animals were taking up a parking space, you had to pay. To park your animals. Like, oh, your large animals. So okay. Like, you, you couldn't leave your dog chained to the, the parking meter or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you could, but you'd have to pay for that parking spot. <laughs> uh, put a quarter in the meter. 
Uh, <laughs> you got your dog tied up there. In Georgia, number 10, in Georgia, it is against the law to sleep on a boat or live on a boat for more than 30 days. So mm -hmm. if you ever want to retire and live on a boat, you can't do it in Georgia. Down the Gulf Coast in Georgia, can't do it. And so it <laughs> seems unusual to me. Why not? Yeah. And number 11, in Hawaii, it's illegal to place a coin in your ear. <laughs> ear. Ma magic tricks were banned in Hawaii using coins. You mean you can't do that trick about, hey, kid, give me a little full <laughs> quarter out of your ear. <laughs> you can't do that trick over there? Man. I guess not. Pull a banana and, out, maybe, or something else, but not a quarter. And now uh, let's go to, I think I'm up to 12, maybe? Number 13 in 13. Illinois. It is, it is legal for underage culinary students to drink alcohol. Culinary meaning people who uh, are studying food. Food. Right. If you're underage and you live in Illinois, if you're going to culinary school, you can sip the wine and switch it around in your mouth, but you're supposed to spit it, not swallow. Well, I, I, I guess I get that because culinary school, you're probably making, uh, you know, fancy gourmet things. You cook with wine, you cook with alcohol. So therefore you have to have access to it. To make sure it's still good or whatever tastes good or yeah, it goes with whatever you're cooking. All right. Wow. Remember, Those crazy Illinois people. What are they thinking? Yeah. Well, come on. At least What's we can next? whistle for Indiana? our Aries. <laughs> I have. Um, I forget. I don't know what happened here. At least I mean, we can park our dogs in the parking meter. <laughs> number... Number 14, in Indiana, it's illegal to ride your horse over 10 miles per hour. <laughs> All righty. It's against the law. That's pretty do much. They, uh, do they have speedometers on them now that, so you know how fast you're going? That's what it <laughs> says in this thing. Unless your horse has a speedometer, it's like, <laughs> how would you know? You know? Right. And it's like. But they well, typically horses, their top running speed is is right around thirty miles an hour, give or take. Really? Yeah, I didn't um, think they could go that fast. Well, race horses might be able to go a little faster, but a, a typical horse, I'm going to say between twenty five and thirty. Mm. Uh, but you, unless they're like you know, running faster than a gallop through town, you're probably not going over ten miles an hour. This next one. Should be in every state, but number 15 in Iowa, it is illegal for you to throw a brick onto a highway. How many of those bricks? I got to get rid of them somehow. But it also classifies a brick, a stone, a rock, a toy, any any debris into the into the highway, unless you have permission of the city. <laughs> <laughs> kind of city all. Hey, I got a brick, can I throw it on the road? Okay, thanks. 
Thanks, Mayor. <laughs> Take that, please. One. Wow. Well, um, I got a... quite a few laws there. Do you want to do one more and then we'll stop or what? In number 16 in the state of Kansas, it's illegal to screech your tires. Really? Oh, I'm going to have to let somebody I know know that. Yeah, do you think she screeches her tires a lot? Only when she <laughs> slams the brakes on, but I don't know if that's that would not be screeching. That would be a different. I mean, it screeches, but well, peeling I, I out is what I would think. Person who lives out there in Kansas yeah, who likes to too. take his car to a drag race sometimes. Yeah. Number seventeen in the state of Kentucky, a woman cannot marry the same man four times. Oh, oh. man. <laughs> Only three. Only three. <laughs> I hate you. I divorce you. Okay, let's get married again. I hate you again. Let's get married again. This is the last time, though. <laughs> and, and, uh, in uh, number 18 in Louisiana, it's against the law to send a surprise pizza to somebody. Surprise pizza? <laughs> Yeah, if you order, if you call and order me a pizza and I'm not expecting it, it's against the law. Yeah, some people do that for a prank. Where, hey, I know, let's send a pizza to Jill's house. Ha ha ha! It'll be fun. And so the pizza shows up, and it's like I didn't order this. And then maybe another one, and another one because people are still pranking you or whatever. Uh, I say I might like that first one because I'd take it, need it. That's <laughs> uh, a, a prank some people do. Um, anyway, um, we our, our anchor topic. If we're going to move into it, we can. Yeah, that's, uh, that's well, we could maybe go on with some laws. Uh, we're kind of rolling back around to the top of our list of things that a person might go through as a progressive blindness rehab. Things you learn, things you need to do. And we're back to our number one slot, which is uh, finding, well, if you're a veteran, finding a vest and getting into the system. If you're not a veteran, that means you know, finding the right agency who deals with you know, people with low vision, trouble, and blindness, the initial uh, requirements and things you need before you go into training. So we... Can you talk about that a little bit? Or we can talk about just... Seems like the first thing they always want you to do, of course, is you have to have your doctor fill out a form because everybody needs a form filled out from your doctor saying your eye condition and your uh, acuity, acuity. is that the word? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody always has to get one of those for anything you go to to get assistance. So that's always the first step I would think you would take visiting your eye doctor and then uh, finding the DHS division of human services or department of human services. Right. I think Illinois sometimes calls it doors D O R S. Uh, I don't know what that stands for anymore. Division of rehabilitation probably. And then if you want to go back to school or get a job, they will help you a lot with that kind of stuff with the. Getting you uh, placed in a, the school yeah yeah and if you do get a job and it needs uh 
equipment that maybe the place doesn't have talking equipment or whatever they i think help you get that kind of stuff right because that uh that person that, that agent who works for the the rehab folks or the vest if, if you're in a va system they they kind of also act as an advocate to uh kind of assess what your needs might be uh what would do you the best good uh, in rehab? Uh, they can often get things that are kind of small, nominal, everyday items like maybe a watch or a, a clock or uh, you know marking things to mark up uh, household objects like you know stoves and washers and dryers and such. Uh, they can work with. Some initial, uh, I'll say, you know, goodies to help you out while you're being launched into the system to learn, you know, more stuff. And you know, generally they will help to uh, customize a, a training plan for you. Of course, once you get to the training facility, they do that in more depth uh, to see, you know, what are your needs. Uh, what do you plan to do? Like Terry said, are you going to back to Up school? Up in Chicago, yeah. What do you need? Poof. What do you need? Poof. What do you need? <laughs> are you going to go back to work? You're just going to stay at home. If you're a stay-at-home mom, I know that I got a lot of cooking uh, things to help me pots. With the uh, instead of a colander, the one pot has the another pot inside with holes. That's the colander. So when you're draining your noodles, you just pull that one out, and it drains it for you. Mm-hmm. But you do have to use oven mitts because they uh, the handles get hot. <laughs> but they do give you oven mitts, and so that's good. And they give gave me a knife with the guides for slicing. And yeah, I remember they gave me the the really big, huge oven mitt that goes way up your forearm. Yeah, that way you can reach inside of your oven in case your arm bumps the edge of your oven. It's not just your hands that's protected; it's your arm. Right. I got some of those, but then they also give me some silicone oven mitts that have the insert inside. Kind of, but they're more, to me, they feel like rubber. I don't understand why they don't melt when you reach in your oven, Hmm. but they have an insert like a regular oven mitt you can put in there or you can take it out. You're supposed to be able to grab anything hot, even if you're cooking in a skillet and just flip it over with with that oven mitt. But I've never done it that way. I think those are called the of glove. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. it's more of a mitten though. It's not the glove because I have an yeah, of glove too. The, the of glove is more of a glove, and I've actually uh, seen them before. And it's like, how does this protect you? Because they're so thin, mm-hmm. but they do uh, they insulate very well. But if you get them wet, they don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's a good tip for anybody, whether you're blind or not. Oven mitts do not insulate if they're wet. <laughs> the heat goes right through them because water yeah. is a good instant conductor of heat. <laughs> but uh, but those are a couple things. Now, what what would you uh, advise somebody who maybe is currently going through some eye problems or they're maybe having you know a bad eye report or they just don't know what to do first or something you know well like i said you'd have to have somebody help you uh or 
what is that phone number where you could call and get uh free 411 1800 free 411 and get the number to your local <laughs> doors or even the public aid office it seems like would help you right. you know find the numbers you need amazingly often eye doctors don't even know yeah that's uh, yes, my doctor, where do I go now? I don't know. <laughs> they and they want to make you better. I've always heard if you go to the eye doctor with your cane, they get you in really quick because they don't want people seeing <laughs> a blind person in their office. Oh, no. I ain't coming here no more. Well, that one didn't make it. Don't come <laughs> to this eye doctor. You got five blind people in the waiting room. <laughs> well, we, we try to go with the Madison County Blind. We try to go to doctor's offices and put some brochures in there that people can do, you know, that's what we try to do here at Madison County is go around to the different doctor's office, put in a flyer that says, Hey, we can help if they can't. <laughs> yeah. For eye doctors, right? just the fact that right. you mentioned, or, uh, or go to the eye doctor and you say, Hey, you can always send them to doors. You can always send them to us, et cetera. You know, so. And, and the fact you that you mentioned Madison County association of the blind, People could even uh, do a search or have you know somebody could see, do a Google search, uh, look in what's around you because maybe there are some private uh, charitable groups like what Terry's group does. We we well the thing is is not only you know all three of us happen to be a member of said group, but I actually happen to be the president. Uh, just to, to take a thing here. For anybody who's interested, there will soon be an actual office. We we're soon going to obtain an actual office space where you could call or come by our office. We'll have more details to come. Anyway, so have an actual office. Yep. Instead of just uh, <coughs> a phone number or a website. Yeah. And, and so looking for, I mean, not just government groups, but private groups like that. Uh, you start with your zip code and see what's around and maybe expand. Uh, but, but yeah, once you connect with somebody to get that initial help, uh, most of the time a rehab facility will want you to be in reasonable good health. You know, they may want you to have a physical and make sure you can stand to walk around or be on your feet for a little bit. Cause you, you do walk <laughs> with the cane when you're in a rehab facility. And if yeah. you're diabetic, which a lot of blind people are, they want to make sure you have it under control and any other uh, medications under control because they're not necessarily there to be your doctor or your nurse. They're there to help you with your eye problems. So you, you have to have that. Yeah. yeah. If you have problems, though, even with your diabetes, they can help you get uh, talking equipment or... Yeah you know, teach you different ways that might work better for you if you're having a hard time. I know Terry's always had a hard time sticking his finger and getting the right amount of blood on the the little stick. And I'm sure they could help like at Icre Woods, maybe. Well, I hear that the iPhone and Apple Watch is supposed to be uh, doing a lot more with monitoring like your glucose right from your a- Apple Watch, monitoring hmm. your, uh, you know, your pulse rate and various other health metrics like that just by wearing the watch it'll help out so that could be i mean it's not just a fancy 300 dollars watch it actually does a lot of health uh, yeah 
and it's accessible because it talks to you with voiceover. Right. Mine never stops talking sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> she'll say, could you please repeat that? I said, I didn't say nothing. <laughs> it's from your large hands pushed against it. Yeah, when you lift your hands up, like <laughs> back towards your arm, it'll push that button. And Well, that or you can you may have your raise to speak enabled somehow, but we keep checking that. Yours is yeah. off. Mine yeah. is off. Yeah. I think, like you said, my hand, when I pull it back towards my arm, it does it. But, yep. And uh, so this is a, a few uh, things to keep in mind if uh, somebody out there is uh, just needs some initial help, you know, just, just knowing where to find it. I mean, looking in the government pages of the phone book. Uh, or looking online for agencies, you know, private groups can help you out. So, yeah, you know, they like what we started to say, as Jill mentioned a second ago about uh, the glucometer for the diabetics out there that, you know, they, it's hard sometimes to get your doctor, if you're type two diabetic, to get this new machine you hear about on TV to, you know, that's a patch and you text your blood sugar and you just, and it reads it without poking your finger. It's mm-hmm. one of them devices, but uh, if you're type two, but they, they are coming out, they're supposed to be coming out with a new test strip to where if you don't get enough blood on the test strip, you don't have to waste and get another one. You can reuse the same. Mm-hmm. One. I, I haven't ran across those yet. Haven't been issued any yet, but supposedly they're out there coming out on the market for the, well, whether you're blind or not, but still in the blind community, those would be great because right. sometimes you can't get enough blood on there. It's like not enough blood. It's like, uh, or you don't get where you poked onto the paper. Right. Uh, I mean, you can easily train somebody. It's not that difficult to mm-hmm. go over the procedure, but it's just getting the blood onto the test strip is the hardest part of the whole procedure. Right. You know, you can put your thumb, you put your thumb there and you don't move your thumb. And you poke, you wipe, you poke right by your thumb. Can, can you, you poke, poke your finger no. through the paper, <laughs> through the test strip? No, no. Uh, that'd be too easy. But, uh, well, um, yeah. let's go ahead and move on along here. I do have a, a quick letter, an email to read. Uh, What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? Uh, this one is called Retirement, and it starts out saying, Hi there, that sounds funny, folks. You youngsters really cracked me up. This is Walter, and I enjoyed those marital tips that you shared a few weeks ago on your closing thoughts. I don't have any, but I just retired last month, and here's a story just for my first a few days of retirement. He he goes on to say, I was enjoying the second week of my retirement the same way I enjoyed the first week by doing as little as possible. I ignored my wife's not so subtle hints about doing chores around the house, but hey, I'm retired. I didn't realize how much this bothered her 
until the clothes dryer refused to work and the iron shorted out and the sewing machine motor burned out during the middle of a seam, whatever that is. The final straw came when she plugged in the vacuum sweeper and nothing happened. She looked so stricken, I had to offer some consolation. So I said, that's okay, honey. You still have me. She looked at me with tears in her eyes. Yeah, she wailed, but you don't work either. I don't know what that means, but of course not, because I'm retired. She says she wants to start seeing a marriage counselor next week. I don't know why. So if you keep those marriage tips coming, it might help. This is from Walter at, at Athol, Massachusetts. A-T-H-O-L-E, Athol, Massachusetts. Okay, well, that's where he's from. That almost sounds uh, different. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's why I had to spell it to make sure I was saying it right. (laughs) Athel. Athel. Thanks. Let me take a real fast pause here. Yeah, with a big, big big red apple. Jill apparently dropped off the meeting. And she's I'm back thinking, in here again. She's in here, but and I'm trying to hit the button. Um, <laughs> I can't hit. Uh, I'm hitting here, all Jill? The, No. Hello. The retrobots have kidnapped her. Oh no. <laughs> hey, don't blame me. You're right. Just because Jill buzzed Keith and Terry on that one word. I'm trying to hit the button to let her in, but my fingers aren't working. I'm hitting all the buttons around it. See there. It's Keith who is having trouble letting her back in. It's those dang retrobots. Kidnapped our sister. Well, she deserved it. We must go on a quest. Jill's audio is muted. It says. Audio. See, it's still not my fault. Yeah, so if Jill can hear us, it says your audio is muted. Who was it who kicked her out of the room? I plead the Fifth Amendment on grounds it may incriminate myself. Because it's showing you in the chat room, but it shows that Jill's you gotta, audio you gotta is flick to where it says connect using internet call or something. Connect using call, audio call. Audio connect. Well, we can maybe do our, our final thoughts and if Jill can figure out her muting problem. There's the unmute. There she yeah. is. Darn. I'll say hey. I, it said I had the speaker on, but I kept swiping it said unmute. And I was like, I don't even think I hit the mute, but okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm back. Oh yeah, you're you're out <laughs> of you retro by jail story. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They had you kidnapped. They did. (laughs) But hey, I don't know if you heard our email or not, but it's time for our final thoughts. Well, I I just want to say, like, Jill was saying something about this this video game. I heard about it this morning on the news. There was a video game that was auctioned off for like a million bucks, but it was a it was a very it was a very first Mario Brothers game. It was a Mario Mm -hmm. Brothers game still in the original package. 
Oh, oh that's what it was. Oh. A million bucks. Yeah, that's what. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, weird. Legend of Zelda one that was or Zelda that was filmed in the package. It was like eight hundred thousand or something. But that's like wow. Hmm. <laughs> Final thoughts. Yep. Yeah. Who's got one? I only I, have I, one. <laughs> Go ahead, Jill. Well, I'm writing a book about hurricanes and tornadoes. At the moment, it's only a draft. (laughs) (laughs) Just dirty. I have, oops, I lost my thought. Thought of the day. (laughs) You know how to measure a burrito? Enchiladas. Enchilada. Enchiladas at a time, huh? Yeah. Uh, well, what do you call a poor Santa Claus? Saint Nicholas. <laughs> I don't have no more thoughts of the day. You got any more, Jill? Oh, I got another hurricane one. Why shouldn't you stare at a hurricane for too long? You'll get lost in their eyes. Stare at a hurricane. <laughs> Don't All stare right. at a hurricane. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I got carded at a liquor store, but my Blockbuster card accidentally fell out. The cashier said, never mind. Because <laughs> no one uses Blockbuster anymore. Right. If you still got that, you, you got to be old. Dog, you're old. <laughs> my, my, my dogs have a final thought. Oh, here's their final thought. <laughs> <laughs> they got to put in the two cents worth. <laughs> so, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So, well, that was a short final thought there. Oh, nope. Still going. Where, where do boats go when they're sick? To the boat dock. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, well, yeah. that's that's all of our thoughts, I guess. So I guess it's time for we do our usual winding down, closing up. This is your host, Keith, saying thanks for listening. Signing off. See you next week. Leave us a rating and review. And leave us an email. Tell us a funny story. And what else we usually say? I don't know. <laughs> that sounds funny. TSF at that sounds funny.com. <laughs> <laughs>